The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Was he limping going up with all his weight on that bad left leg of his? Y'all put that thinking blitz on tape. Y'all think that's a good blitz? Y'all think that's a good blitz, Rolando? Heck yeah, baby! That's technique. If his helmet came off, that's a penalty. Run! Hey, run! Hey, run! Hey, run! He's the heart and soul of the team. The way he's playing, he's out there playing hurt. Doing it with so many guys over you know 14 years and, and going to the locker room win or lose and I can say that gummit we're short we felt we fell short but or we won you know uh but shoot I, I couldn't try it any harder oh that gummit Philip Rivers well well he's not walking away the Chargers basically kicked him to the curb mutually parting ways this is the pick six podcast of melancholy little <laughs> intro there not the traditional uh, whatever the, whatever the funkability sort of thing that we got going on. We're going to get a new theme song this all season. I'm Will Brinson. This is CBS Sports Daily NFL podcast slash XFL podcast, sometimes slash Philip Rivers podcast. Philip Rivers and the, and the LA Chargers agreed, according to a release from the Chargers, to mutually part ways, acknowledging that Philip Rivers will not return to the team in free agency. Phil will be expected to go somewhere else. Um, it's a super friend show where Conveniently, we're gonna we're gonna rank uh, uh, Super Bowl windows, and as you guys might guess, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, Sean Wagner, McGuff, the Chargers have no Super Bowl window because uh, they just sent their uh, 37-year-old quarterback packing. Maybe they'll open one up in the draft, but as of right now, before free agency, before all that stuff, uh, the Chargers will probably be very low on everyone's list. But first, before we get there, let's talk about some news. What's up, guys? How you doing? Sad day, huh? For who? You should uh, uh, g- give us credit that we did not laugh this time at that Philip Rivers press conference. The last time Ryan and I had to meet ourselves because we were laughing so hard. And that whole piano and that intro, I, that was like Brinson's inner monologue when he heard this news. You know how sad he got. Did you cry, Brinson? Uh, on Monday? No. It was. I actually find this very annoying that the Chargers felt the need to re-release this information that we already knew. Um, basically what happened was – so, like, if you look at what the Giants did, and I realize Eli retiring is different than Philip just going to free agency, but the Giants had this whole thing planned out, and the Giants don't do much right, but they at least handled that well. Eli retired, and they did it one big ceremony at one time, and they moved on from it. This river stuff has been percolating for, like, a few weeks now, and basically I think somebody got back to Tom Telesco or Dean Spanish and was like, you guys look like a-holes the way that you handled this with Rivers. He's probably the greatest player in franchise history, if, or if not one of the – one of the, no, LaDainian Tomlinson? Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow. I mean, Philip Rivers is on the Mount Rushmore, the Chargers Mount Rushmore, if you're doing it. Right, Sean? You're going to acknowledge that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I was going to say is, I mean, the Bears gave Jay Cutler a better send-off than the the Chargers gave Philip Rivers. Exactly. And so uh, sort of annoying that they would come back and make this like a whole whole thing. By the way, exciting news. Rage Against Machine will be playing. With Run the Jewels? Hello. And, uh, 
in Raleigh on uh, August 2nd. Very excited. Just, None of us live in Raleigh, Brinson. And also, I thought you were going to say Rage Against the Machine was doing our new intro, so I'm kind of let down. That is let down. Uh, <laughs> they will be in Oakland, California on April 21st. They will – doesn't matter. Ryan doesn't like music, so it doesn't matter where they're coming near you. Um, oh, you hate to see it. Nothing for uh, Nashville. That's weird. Anyway. They just, we we yeah. only do country music here, dude. That's true. Brenton's been crying for 15 minutes and then is easily distracted by a Rage Against the Machine schedule release, and now he's moved on past Philip Rivers. That's why Philip Rivers is crying on these things. His true fans like Will Brenton forget about him in 15 to 20 seconds. Uh, again, we've known that he was gone for weeks. That's, this whole thing was unnecessary. Like, that was very is- annoying to you. And then you moved on to Rage Against the Machine. But also, in Brinson's defense, he has the attention span of a cat, and so none of us are surprised. Look, a squirrel! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Rivers, so Rivers is, I mean, like, I guess it's officially official or whatever. I mean, like, they, that's the thing that bugs me is that the Panthers did this with Greg Olson, too. They're like, we've mutually agreed to part ways. It's like, no, you're just not going to give him any more money. He wants to stay there and would stay there and would happily take your money if you would give him, like, an average, like, a slightly above average salary, but you're not going to do that. Um, Wait, Rivers moved all his, his 47 kids to Florida. He's not coming back. After he found out through back channels that the Chargers weren't keeping him. Like, that was the whole thing. That's why this is stupid. We didn't need this announcement. Everybody's known this was the case for weeks. For months, Jason Lock and Florida said it in November. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, if, you know, I think Ian Rappaport pointed out, but, like, and, and JLC had mentioned this in his reporting as well, like, they basically picked Anthony Lynn over Philip Rivers, which is kind of astounding to me. Not that Anthony Lynn is a bad person or not a good football coach. Well, okay, maybe he isn't a good football coach. I'm not sure if he is. Um, I understand Rivers is old, but like they're basically saying, let's go with Anthony Lynn and Tyrod Taylor instead. That you think that's what opens up the Super Bowl window? I don't think so. So I was going to ask you, Brenton, but I feel like you just gave it away. So you think the Chargers are making a mistake by not signing Philip Rivers, resigning him? Um, I, I think that the, I don't think the Chargers are going to be like a 10 win team next year. But would they be a 10 win team with Philip Rivers? I mean, there were five wins. I, I don't think Anthony Lynn is a good coach, and I think they've done a poor job building out the personnel around him. Oh, like, I, like, I don't – how good a team is the, are the Chargers next year with Tyrod Taylor as they're currently constructed? Six, seven wins at like, best. I mean, like – I'm not saying that you need to give – look, I'm okay moving on and rebooting from the Rivers era. I don't like how they handled the whole thing leading up to it. I thought they did a fairly poor job, and they could have been a little more transparent with, again, one of the five best players in the history but of the, the franchise. Unlike Eli Manning, he's not retiring, so it'd be sort of weird to hold parade for a guy that's going to go to the Titans or the Bucks or something. But right? they, just, they just did that. Like they just did a whole thing today. But not okay. a parade. It's a statement. But, but why didn't you do that? Do that anyway. Like, do that before. I don't know. It, <laughs> whatever. The, look, the Chargers are a bad organization. They but Princeton just got dumped, guys. Okay, like let's, right. let's be a little I, easy on him. I know you. No, 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 no. I dumped the Chargers weeks ago. <laughs> Knowing they were going to you try dumped the Chargers to after it was reported they were moving on from Rivers. You're like, no, I'm breaking up with you first. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I dumped them first. Yeah, exactly. You'd be the dumper, not the dumpy. The dumper always is the. It's like uh, history favors the winners. History favors the dumpers. What are what are the uh, the, the, the <laughs> what stage of grief is Princeton currently? In? Uh, I, I think this is five. This is right past anger, but just before uh, getting over it. That's about right. We're there um, so anyway, Rivers, uh, I mean, I think Rivers would finish ahead of Dan Fouts in terms of all time Chargers players. I guess you could make the case for the Damian Thomason, but he would be the only one. He's up there. He's top three. 
Junior Seau. Antonio yeah. Gates. I mean, Antonio Gates might get in the Hall of Fame before Rivers. They're both. I mean, like, he actually probably will since he since he's already retired. Um, Rivers, by the way, like I, don't, I mean, I we don't need to do a whole long rehashing of Philip Rivers' career, do we? Because it's not over. I don't want to see you in that state for the next forty five minutes. He uh, needs seventy three more consecutive starts to break Brett Favre's record for most consecutive starts by a quarterback. I feel like he might actually try and break that, but he won't. no way. That's four and a half seasons, so he'd have to play five more years. It's like he's not Tom Brady. He's definitely not doing TV twelve. He is eating cake with his kids on their birthdays. He is eating ice cream. He is not eating avocados and drinking Sean's almond milk and oat milk that Ryan loves. Uh, Philip Rivers has two more years max. And, and, and somebody can record that and send it to me in two years if he's still playing. I bet he, I bet he can play three years. I don't think he'll play more than three years, though. I, I mean, two years is probably – if five. So, five to break the record. Four and a half. So he'd have to be if, into his fifth season. If you were setting an over-under, it'd be two and a half. Yeah. Maybe. I'll take the under. Okay. I mean, that, that's, he, might, he might play two more years. Maybe he'll win a title with the Buccaneers or the Colts. Um or the Bears. I can't. I can't wait for you to become a fan oh, of a new oh, team. Oh, oh. We'll get to the new teams in a second. Let's wrap up the Chargers thing. Um, so I do want to point out that uh, one of the like, I th- this is sort of underrated. And Ryan, um, you know a thing or two about ACLs, uh, but Philip <laughs> Rivers, Philip Rivers once recovered from an ACL injury. He so he sustained an injury in the divisional round of the playoffs against the Colts. He went on to finish that game, play that game. They beat the Colts while he's got a torn ACL. He has a uh, arthroscopic cleanup surgery during the week plays in the championship game against the Patriots in Foxborough the next week. Actually, it was like a, I think it was like a 10 point game. It was a very close game. Uh, you know, the, the, the Patriots won it. It was the 2007 Patriots, like one of the all time great teams. And they actually hung with them on the road with the quarterback with no ACL. Uh, and then Rivers didn't miss a snap of off season activities. He showed up for mini camp in May. A hundred days later, he had ACL surgery and showed up again. And uh, it's worth pointing out that Ryan, this you you uh, thought that might be the norm when you got to the doctor, right? Yeah, you know, it's eight nine month recovery for old people, even young people like. And and I went to talk to the physical therapist uh, before my surgery, and um, he's a huge sports fan and a Steelers fan. And uh, without looking up as he was tapping on his computer, I said to him, "So, uh, Philip Rivers came back in a hundred days. Uh, what do you think that means for me?" And without looking up, he said, uh, "You're not Philip Rivers," and just kept typing. Uh, and and <laughs> he was right. I will say this: Philip Rivers, for as such a big a goober as he is, he is incredibly tough. And I give him a lot of credit for playing in that game, especially that was the same game where Ladainian Tomlinson was on the bench with the towel over his head mm-hmm. because he, there was some injury issue with him, and he did not play. And he had a towel. He had the uh, he had the the visor. Remember, he left his helmet on with that dark visor so nobody could see his face. Like everybody thought he was just in there crying. It was a very weak. As infuriating as Philip Rivers is to watch, as someone who's not a fan of the Chargers, he is incredibly tough, and and uh, no amount of dag nabbits and dag gummits will take away from uh, his toughness. And that game was fourteen to twelve going into the fourth quarter. Brenton mentioned it was close, but that's how close with a dude playing. On a torn ACL, he's going up against the Patriots are 18-0 at that time, and it was a two-point game. You know, like, I don't know that any other quarterback in the NFL, definitely, certainly not Jay Cutler, Sean, uh, could play an entire game. It was just amazing. Unnecessary. Why are we wrapping Jay Cutler? Remember, Jay Cutler was hurt and wouldn't play in the NFC Championship game. I mean, if that's the hill you want to die on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one guy played with no ACL and one guy had a boo-boo on his So I I was going to... Not get into this uh, Jay Cutler shouting match. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and no, I was going to point out about Rivers. Look, if you ever want to mention Jay Cutler on this podcast, if you ever want us 
to plug your little movie newsletter that you're doing. And Sean's <laughs> new movie newsletter. The long shot. The long, the long shot. Somehow that's, that name is available. Um, if you want to check out Sean's newsletter, go to, uh, wherever you find music newsletters, uh, movie newsletters. But, uh, if you want us to ever plug it again, Sean, you can. The long shot. No Jay Cutler. How is it not Sean? Sean Wagner, Sean Wagner McMovie, man. The Sean Wagner McMovie review. I would read that. Suggestions I got was Sean's cool movie time and stuff like that. So I went with the long shot. My friends, friends did not try very hard to. What about, uh, what, what, percent chance, what percent chance do you think that this takes off and you're like a successful movie critic in like five years? I think it's a long shot. Oh, ooh, nice. Sean just wants to be invited on the Ringer podcast. I, I know all about can how Sean I, thinks. Can I make my Philip Rivers point that was not about Jay Cutler or my uh, movie newsletter called The Long Shot, which you should subscribe to, The Long Shot? Um, I feel like – Sound like Brinson. Philip Rivers like, and the Chargers. Six podcasts. Like podcast? Pick six podcasts. Philip Rivers and the Chargers, I think Ryan will say that it's the Steelers, but I feel like they were the biggest victims of the Patriots dynasty. Uh, because with, because with Rivers in that core, uh, especially at the beginning of his career, they should have won a Super Bowl, at least gone to a Super Bowl. He faced the Patriots three times in the postseason and they went 0-3. And if you look at his numbers in all those games, and yes, one of them he did not play with an ACL, so it's hard to ding him for that performance. His numbers for the most part were not good. It, they, the Patriots were his kryptonite. Um, and where that Chargers seems kryptonite, and they deserve better, but they ran into the dynasty of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, and if you think, well, they they had the Patriots beat. Tom Brady played a crap game in the divisional round in 2006. Um, it was the best Chargers team, I think, that they ever assembled in, in the modern Breeze uh, slash Rivers era. They had them on the ropes. 21-13 with 8.35 left in the game. They're winning. Marlon McCree intercepts Tom Brady, and it looks like the game is over. The Chargers, I believe, were one and a half point favorites. I bet a very large sum on them, uh, for at the time, like I, like it was the biggest bet. It's, it's actually still the biggest bet I've ever made in my entire life. Um, fading the Patriots, really smart of me. Uh, but I bet on the Chargers to win that game, uh, by one and a half. They were winning by eight. Marlon McCree intercepts Tom Brady. The game is, uh, appears to be basically over. And Troy Brown strips Marlon McCree. The Patriots recover the ball. The Patriot, Tom Brady does Tom Brady stuff. And um, yada yada yada, the Chargers never made it to a Super Bowl. And by the way, that game, that game, the 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 um, the Patriots won, and then would go on to lose to the Colts, and and uh, who would beat the Bears in the Super Bowl. That game, that that Patriots team was sort of the impetus for. It was a, it's it's kind of interesting because it's the last time that the Patriots were in this spot where they just they struggled because of a total dearth of offensive weapons. And like Rishay Caldwell was their number one guy that year, I think. Or like Jabbar Gaffney. It was a disastrous season for the Patriots. And then they went out and reloaded that all season. They got Wes Welker. They got Randy Moss. Um, and then, of course, they would later retool with the, the tight end. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree completely that if, 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 uh, Tom Brady is Tiger Woods, then, uh, Philip River, well, Big Ben's probably Phil Mickelson. I don't know. Phil Rivers, maybe Phil Mickelson. Yeah, like, the difference is, I don't know if you guys mentioned this because I wasn't paying attention for a while there. Uh, the- <laughs> The Steelers actually won Super Bowls. The, the Chargers did not. So just, while the Steelers would be, in right. my mind, their biggest enemy, enemy would be the Patriots. At least they did win two Super Bowls. Like, like you don't even think about like not sleeping at night over Super Bowls because you got a couple. Like you're you're fine with it. You're content. Um, you know. And for the Chargers, it's like man, it's the ultimate sort of what if situation. Well, and the Chargers also had a good team in 2009. Uh, 
by they got the two seed behind the Colts. The Colts made the Super Bowl that year and played the Saints. But the Chargers didn't even make it to the AFC title game because they lost to a nine and seven Jets team. The Chargers went thirteen and three that year. Uh, I think seventeen to fourteen. So they lost to the Jets seventeen to fourteen at home in the divisional round in what was probably Rivers' second best team uh, of that of, of his career in San Diego slash LA. Uh, so just it's heartbreak, man. It's their whole playoff history with Philip Rivers is heartbreak. Yep, it sure is. And then, um, actually, if you look at the Chargers, there's another one too. In, uh, 2010, the Chargers went nine and seven and finished second in the AFC West. They scored the second most points in the NFL per game and they allowed the 10th fewest points per game. Um, Ron Rivera, defensive coordinator, Rob Chazinski, tight ends coach. Steve Wilkes, DB's coach, John Pagano, linebacker coach, Norv Turner, of course, head coach. They didn't make the playoffs. They were, they were, they were a nine and seven team that it was a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. And they, when did the team start? Because usually those Norv Turner teams started like 0 and 4 every year, I felt like. Well, that's the thing. If you look at their, uh, expected, we were point differential, their expected win loss. Two and five, number, Ryan. Number one in total yards, uh, number one in total yards and number one in total yards allowed. So they had the best, technically the number one defense and the number one offense in football based on how the NFL does it. And, uh, and they still uh, did make the playoffs. They should have been a, an 11-win team based on their expected win-loss. And as Breach points out, they started out, uh, what, two and five? Two and five. Two and five. They lost one, two, three, four, five games, all five losses by one score or less. And they had the last-ranked special teams in all football. So it's a pretty perfect encapsulation of everything that is the Chargers. Um, we'll touch on Rivers in a second about where he might end up going. But first, Ryan, what should the char- What do you think the Chargers will do at quarterback? Uh, is it a draft situation? Oh, well, we talked about this on the Pick 6 podcast yesterday. Sure did. i got to look up and see what I did. I had a team trading ahead of the Chargers at number 6 to take Justin Herbert. So I think I had the Chargers taking uh, a non-quarterback, and they actually took – oh, Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle, which is sort of ironic because now they decided to draft, to draft offensive linemen. Now that Phillip Rivers is gone, and he's taken a beating for the last 19 years. Um, so, yeah, ideally – and RJ talked about this on the podcast yesterday too. The Chargers historically don't move around the draft board, so they're not going to move up for a quarterback if history is any guide. So if Justin Herbert is there at number six, they probably take him. If not, they just move on to – Whomever else they feel like best fits what they're trying to fix, and offensive line makes some sense there. But uh, to what you said earlier, that means that Tyrod Taylor is plan B, and I don't know how far you get with Tyrod Taylor seeing that he took the Bills to the playoffs and, and Sean McDermott can't get rid of him fast enough. Breach, to the, does getting rid of Phillip Rivers officially really open up uh, Tom Brady SZN? Season, Tom Brady season for you? Uh, absolutely. You know Giselle's on the phone with her. Uh, she has plenty of agents. They all probably live in L.A. She's like, hey, we might need to be house shopping because I'm trying to convince Tommy to uh, sign with the Chargers because we want to live in Southern California. I mean, it's absolutely. Now this thing is a full circus. Before it was just kind of waiting for it to happen. Uh, and, and, you know, now we're going to see uh, – and I think we're going to see Brady sign first. That will be – kind of get the ball to drop, start the domino effect. And then Rivers will fall in after that, but who knows? I know, I know Ryan mentioned that Tyrod Taylor is the plan B, but maybe Tom Brady's the plan B and they're going to throw a bunch of money at him because God knows they need to sell seats in that new stadium that they will be playing in next year. They couldn't fill a soccer stadium. Now they have to try and fill a 75,000 seat brand new stadium in LA. Uh, by the way, Greg Rosenthal of NFL media pointed out that the Chargers have finished below average in pass protection for 12 
12 straight seasons, according to Pro Football Focus, including 30th and 31st, the last two. That would be my argument about why you, if you're Tom Brady, you don't go there. Like, were you just going to get the crap kicked out of you at your age with your lack of mobility? Trying to, like, chuck it deep to Mike Williams? And I, I don't know. It's just hard to, like, it's not like, it's not like, I mean, Rivers, it's not like Rivers was, like, responsible for a ton of sacks by holding on to the football here. I mean, he well, and, and Brent, that's, I totally think that's an issue if you're the Chargers. Because what if Rivers goes somewhere that has a good offense line? Let's say he ends up in Indianapolis and he tears it up, throws 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, because he actually has a good offensive line for once. And then the Chargers just look stupid for letting him go. And all of a sudden, it's on their coaching, it's on their front office, the general manager for not putting, putting a good enough team around Rivers. So there is some risk to this move. How much is it going to cost to sign Rivers? Um, I think it will be surprisingly large. Unless it's the Patriots, then like twenty million. Like, I think he would. I think he would sign low for a Super Bowl. I think probably thirty. Thirty's the minimum. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think I just think somebody's gonna have to. You're gonna have to give him thirty million for two years. Like no, thirty I'm not. each. <laughs> I, I had, Ryan, Ryan's not signing Philip Rivers, guess. I had um, Ryan's going to the draft. I had multiple people like just in Raleigh like asked me like, so, like what's where's Phil gonna go? Like, how much are you gonna get? I was like, probably like thirty million a year. They're like, what? I was like, I mean, that's just like what it costs to do business with the you know, with the quarterback. You know. Would you rather have? I know. I think we've said this already. Would you rather have Tannehill or Philip Rivers for the same price? Uh, yeah, it's your quarterback. Whatever you're paying him. I mean, I would have Philip Rivers. What about you, John? Tannehill. Yeah, I think I want Tannehill too. So it's three to one on that. John Tannehill. At the same price, I will take Rivers. Oh, but I thought you said. Uh, sorry, I thought you said. No, at the same price. But if you're factoring contract numbers, I would probably take Tannehill because Tannehill's not getting thirty Isn't million. Tannehill going to get thirty million dollars too? Well, let me ask Ryan this: If you don't think Rivers is worth thirty million, how much would you pay him to be your quarterback? I think it depends. Okay, so let, let's say I, I, the, I would just I would just point out too that like given all we know about cap situations with these teams, like. It's not worth getting hung up over thirty million yeah, a year versus right. twenty five million a year for if you want Philip Rivers if you like it. So let's say he goes to the Colts. Um, I think twenty five seems like enough. I mean, Brinson just said it doesn't really matter, and it doesn't. It's like when you're when you're buying a house and it costs three hundred thousand dollars or three hundred five thousand dollars. Thirty years later, it, no one gives a crap. But um, I just think on principle, I would want to give Philip Rivers thirty million dollars a year uh, when he's thirty seven and and coming off a, a truly horrible season. Yes, there are reasons why he played horribly, but. Ugh, 25, I feel like, is the max. I mean, the Colts have, according to the uh, NFL PA uh, public salary cap report, they have $41 million in cap space. Like, they yeah, can't sign the cap space behind the, the Dolphins, it looks like. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the other team that is uh, rumored to be interested in Rivers, has $6.4 million in cap space, not quite uh, as much as you would like. I, like, I, don't, I don't know that he's going to take some discount, but I also don't think – like, I don't think he's going to – He's not going to be out there trying to get some big payday. He, I, to me, well, he's got nine kids to feed. <laughs> he he can he will probably be comfortable with his hundred million dollars that's already in his in his bank account. Um, By also, the way, doesn't you know, doesn't drink, doesn't gamble, I mean, doesn't have any like vices. Like he's you know he's that means he's a serial killer. Ben too. He's got to he's got to have some outlet. Spot track, by the way, has Tampa Bay as the third most. Uh, salary cap space available so i'm not sure yeah and also the colts the the, uh, well, the, the current colts. nfl one is for two, 2019 so the the one ryan is reading off is what as of march 18th when free agency starts that's what the teams will have available because that's looking forward so the colts will have 86 million ish which is the second highest number so they have plenty of money to throw reverse colts so are the 86 million when yes the league year starts yes Tampa Bay is at 84.9 
Okay, so that's based on the contracts that will be expiring once the. Right. right yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I see. Yeah. Colt. This is a Colt. Yeah. Eighty six with the top fifty one, and then I mean, so Colts and Tampa Bay make a ton of sense. And like, by the it, way, in three years with Frank Reich, uh, Philip Rivers thirty touchdowns per season, fourteen interceptions, forty five hundred yards over those three years. Average. Yes. Average per season. Is, uh, age on those years. It was twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen. I mean, so we're not. I mean, we're talking like in his late like late 20s early 30s i mean I, I know he's certainly much older but like it's not like he was 25 you know i think, uh, think Prince is about to swipe right on the old colt here in a second oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 much more comfortable with the colts idea like i can die. I, I like the colts anyway um they would have two nc state quarterbacks assuming they don't cut jacoby Brissett. that would be exciting for me uh, i i consider the idea of like having to root for the buccaneers with their little alarm clock pewter Uniforms is, is, is kind of gross. So, By the way, Sean, I don't know if you know this because I don't know if you were on set during Radio Row, but when we were talking to um, Russell Wilson, he said, I played quarterback at the University of Wisconsin and said nothing else after that. <laughs> you would have totally thought, dumped on Brent. You hate to see it. Oh, I, like, I, I, I totally forgot that, like, I mean, Russ isn't talking to me. Like, he just landed from Turks and Caicos, found out he's pregnant with, you know, his wife's pregnant with another kid. Like, he's not like, like oh, there's Brinson, my, like, the NC State guy. Um, but you know, like, I was definitely like, <laughs> he's like, what, why is this guy called? Uh, he just got run over twice. Yeah. It was uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think that the Colts or the, the Buccaneers make sense. And I would be really surprised if one of them didn't sign him. I know that people keep saying, why would you get Rivers over Jameis Winston? But here's what I think people are sort of missing with the, with the Buccaneers. Lots of people say that. Yeah. There are people saying that. Wow. People are saying, okay. Here's, but here's, see, to me, what Rivers represents for Tampa Bay in this situation is a get out of jail free card. Like, you, you were stuck with, like, you're, you have a sunk cost in terms of Jameis Winston, right? You, you drafted him first overall. You're probably going to franchise tag him. Like, are you really going to just let him walk and have no answer at quarterback? If you go after Rivers, you can let Jameis leave. And nobody's going to freak out because it's sort of a similar player, albeit older. You can dive back into the draft. You can pick up somebody in the next year or two. And you have a guy who fits the timeline and and the desire for a veteran that Bruce Arians would want. So to me, it makes a lot of sense for the Buccaneers to do this as a way of avoiding having to give Jameis Winston some five-year, $180 million contract. No, I, I mean, people that are saying that are nuts. I, I think signing Jameis to franchise him for one year is insane. So I you'd would, rather have Rivers than Jameis, but you'd rather have Tannehill than Rivers. Yeah, I don't think that's that out of the ordinary. Okay. Sean, I, are you the same way? Breach? I'm still on the Tannehill train. I, are you I on mean, the Tannehill train if he's not in Nashville? Uh, if he's a, a coach that knows how to use him. He's got some help. You take with, him out of Nashville, with, I don't know. With one of the most dynamic rushing attacks like we've ever seen. I mean, I he, he works well in that offense. Did Ryan just say he likes Rivers over Winston, and that's what made you – Incredulous? Me? Mm-hmm. I'm not incredulous about it. I was just surprised that Ryan – like, I, I like Rivers over Winston, too. I'm saying that the Buccaneers should do it to get out from under the, the Jameis Winston factor. Like, I don't you know, know who people are that love Jameis Winston at that price. A lot of people. upside. I mean, like, he – I guess. It's a million dollars per interception. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's um, glass half empty, Sean. A million dollars per <laughs> touchdown pass. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. Where I where would the okay? Let's say that Tannehill is tagged. Tannehill and Henry are tagged by the Titans, um, and Rivers signs with the Colts. Who right now would you pick to win the AFC South? 
The Texans. Yeah, the Texans. That's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, who would you prefer, Titans, Titans, uh, Tannehill, or Rivers, Rivers and Colts? Yeah, I mean, Rich, you can you can recuse yourself as will I. I I like the idea of of Rivers playing in, in Indy. I like that team a lot, but I know he would piss me off four or five weeks in by acting like a moron, like the Yannick Akway sort of audio. So I'll say Tannehill. Tannehill seems much more modest. Eighty-nine-yard touchdown. <laughs> what are you doing? Why? You're a grown man. It's like playing Madden with me in real life. Um, Breach, you would take the Titans, I assume, right? I mean, probably, but I think I would lean Colts as 1A. So I'd go Titans or Colts. You Titans. are AFC South schizophrenic. You know uh, I mean, why wouldn't I be? Everyone should be. This division's impossible to predict. Uh, alright, lastly, uh, Raiders, Bears, or Panthers. Do you think any one of those teams signs Rivers? Well, the Raiders are in the Tom Brady business, aren't they? Tom Brady ain't playing on the West Coast with John Gruden in Vegas. Las Vegas, man. Well, you know, I saw, uh, Steve Smith. Told us, uh, said at this talk he did at, at uh, recently that he's not going to be at the the, uh, va- the the sex and the drugs in Vegas triggers him, so he's not going to go to the draft. Wait a second, Stephen A. Smith? No, nah, Steve. Uh, Smith. <laughs> Who? The Which former Steve? Panthers receiver? Uh, you know, you know the NFL analyst. <laughs> oh, okay. Because there's like Steve Smith, the Giants receiver. There's Steve Smith, the Panthers guy, and then there's Stephen A. Smith. So I wanted to get his. Yeah, he's talking about the Giants receiver. <laughs> Steve A. Smith was doing a late night Oscars thing on ABC last night. I yeah, I've come around full circle in Stephen A. Oh, I think people have. I think I it's, love it's a consensus. A. I can't believe it. It's he's so pretty cool. much just a walking meme now, and yeah. like we and we like memes, so if we like him. Read uh, Drew McGarry's like uh, expose. Yeah, Let me expose whatever it's called. The the Twenty thousand words on Stephen A. It was actually pretty interesting. And he's like, like he was tweeting about it the other day. He's like, I'm not married by choice. And somebody's like, that's because you can't get. And he's like, that ain't true. It was so, like, whoa, 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 buddy. So Panther Stephen Smith, Steve Smith, is not going to Vegas for what reason? Uh, he said that sex and the drugs are triggers for him. Not like he wants to have sex and do drugs, but like uh, okay. back to some issues you know he dealt with as a as a smaller child. Um, I think so that was, actually holds for a lot of people going to Vegas. I think it's interesting that, like, I mean, he's a main part of their set. I, I, I'd never heard of him talk about that. And so, like, he's not going to be out on the set because of uh, because of that, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, Panthers, Bears, or – I don't think I, – I could see Rivers at the Raiders, but I don't know why he would move to Flor- move his family to Florida and then go back and forth to Vegas. I don't think that really holds water. Yeah, that would be like uh, – what's the bowling movie with uh, Bill Murray and – that would be Kingpin if he went out there, Las Vegas. He would be Randy Quaid. <laughs> like the, uh, like, uh, he'd be Randy Quaid, like the, um, what's, what, what are they, what are they, what kind of people are they? The, uh, Amish? Amish, yeah. Amish, yeah, like an Amish guy going to like the professional bowling circuit, just doing tons of drugs. Right. Um, Bears. I think out of those three teams, the Bears probably make the most sense. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Sean smiling here? What's going I, on? I mean, I would, I don't think it will happen because I think the problem is he's too much better than Trubisky and they can't rig a quarterback <laughs> competition in favor of Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but I would love it. I, I mean, I like Phil. I make fun of him because Brinson likes him so much, but I secretly <laughs> love Philip Rivers. Uh, if, if Philip Rivers, the thing about Philip Rivers, if he's, if he's on your team, you effing love him. Yeah. But if it's like on somebody else's team, you just cannot stand him. It's a he big, is. He is JJ Reddick when he was at Duke. So, oh. I like to me, I like. I think there's like, a, like you know, we talk about like I mentioned like Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins are like evil good versions of each other. Like Rivers and Cutler are like that to me too. Like they're very similar quarterbacks with very okay. similar career paths. And like one guy's like the smoking like bad boy. One guy's the fratty guy. One guy's the family. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about 
best Super Bowl windows. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. So we were going to do a draft of best Super Bowl windows, but I got vetoed by the guy who's in charge of this podcast. Three times. Debo. A.K.A. Debo. Debo. Hey, how'd, that, how'd, that, uh, how'd the apartment hunt go? Uh, not not well. I wish I was uh, podcasting with you guys. Wow. Well, just, just false, just pro- false promises. Salary? Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. You know when you go somewhere and... You expect something and you get something else. That's what it was like. Kind of like so, so Philip Rivers' career. career. Yeah. Anyone who downloads this podcast. <laughs> oh. Self dunk. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. What, what are they expecting when they when they log in? Or do you want to you want to talk about this? Not <laughs> not ra- not rage against the machine for sure. I feel like you know what you're getting at rage. Why are you, um, oh yeah, so wait, why are you trying to bring up my wife's tweets in Slack here, Gooch? Why is your... just saw and it cracked me up. Brenton's no. being called out by his wife for Valentine's Day dinner, and this could not be more on brand for Brenton, which is happening on the day that Philip Rivers got everything is going all in on Brenton, but the opposite. I literally woke up to my wife <laughs> complaining about a tweet. <laughs> what are we doing here? I said a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, look, you know, we don't have to go out for dinner. We can just get like <laughs> some like good steaks, steak steak, and uh, stay at home and cook. She was like, you are so cheap and hate people, and you just don't even like to like, and I was like, okay, or we can go out, you know, whatever you want to do. I'm happy with whatever you want to do. And then she was like, why don't we just get steaks and stay in? I was like, it's a great idea. Great idea. Glad I, uh, <laughs> glad I came up with that two weeks ago. But that was my, my beef one. People thought I like tricked. She was like, you think you tricked me into this? I'm like, no, I don't think you tr- I tricked you into it. I just know what you would want to do. And I was surprised that you were like so critical of the idea. She's always critical when I'm like, why don't we just stay in and cook steaks? And then like the day comes around, we're supposed to go out and she's like, let's just stay here and cook steaks. I'm like, well, you know, if we just decided that, you know, yeah, kidding. Breach makes a good point. Some <laughs> of your earnings from your uh, illicit activities. Why don't you take her out to a nice dinner, you cheapskate? I, well, now, now, because of this tweet, I've got walked into both steaks and dinner. Good. You know what? I'll go ahead and make the reservation for you guys. I'll tell you where it needed to be Friday at 730. It will be the most expensive restaurant in Raleigh. Uh, AK will love it. I think we're going to do steaks on Friday night and then dinner out on Saturday night. Wow. Because, like, Valentine's Day is on Friday. We should be able to get, you know, it should be fairly easy to get a reservation on Saturday. Your thoughts? What do you What are you doing for Valentine's Day, Ryan? 
Well, it's funny. I was just thinking about Valentine's Day. My girlfriend in high school, we drove to Raleigh and went to Charlie Goodson. started off with my girlfriend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this took a turn. That, that's high, a twist. <laughs> my high school girlfriend went to Charlie Goodnights, which I think is still there, right? Oh, yeah. Charlie Goodnights still there. And I was so was nervous, not because I was on a date, but because we had never gone out to a fancy restaurant. It's funny that Charlie Goodnights would be a fancy restaurant. It's a comedy club. Yeah. I tipped the guy like on a $25 bill. I tipped him like 20 bucks. <laughs> Uh, so Charlie Goodnight says me 15 bucks. Uh, Breach, what about you, buddy? I have had my reservations locked in since before we left for the Super Bowl, Brenton. My wife is pregnant, so I have to stay ahead of the game. Uh, and I know she's not listening, so this don't spoil anything. But we already have dinner planned. And, you know, pregnant women, they get hungry. They crave things. So you got to – you can't not do something. Pregnant, pregnant Valentine's Day is the best because you, you have a DD. You can get hammered. You could like go out there and drink. She can't. She can't. I mean, maybe she has like you know, the, the late stages of of uh, pregnancy. You can have. Yeah, like, they're not. Yeah, they're, not they're, they're the DD though. They're the DD. But yeah. you're not gonna like. You're not like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a cocktail as a pregnant woman. You're probably gonna do it in the privacy of your own home as opposed to like like, like the. Don't drink during the pregnancy. Don't Prince. I mean, what do you think? Brenton is not a spokesman <laughs> you, for the American <laughs> man. I'm not a spokesman. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a Thank God Brenton's never carrying a baby. Can you imagine being married to Brenton? Sean's like firing up a tweet, like Brenton's tweet. Um, but no, but like you, uh, like you just, you can have a quick dinner. You're going to get, you're going to get a couple drinks in. You got a DD. You don't have to worry about, you know, hanging out and then getting an Uber home on Valentine's Day or anything like that. I looked it up. You cannot drink at the end of the pregnancy. No. I mean, you can, but it still, you know, messes with the development of your baby. It's frowned upon medically. Okay. It, it's pretty much frowned upon everything, not just medically. Like Societally, uh, if your wife is drinking at a restaurant and she's eight or nine months pregnant, someone will 100% say something to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Call uh, Sean. What do you have planned for Valentine's Day? So I did not know Valentine's Day was this week until we talked about it. <laughs> I will be I will be doing nothing. As in you didn't realize it until right now? Yes. God, I mean, I knew it's in February, but like, obviously, but I did not realize it was this week. I will not be doing anything because when you are like me and you're single and dating, you do not schedule a first date uh, for the weekend of Valentine's Day. I no, guess. you schedule it for the day after Valentine's Day. Because then you already missed Valentine's Day, so it's a year till the next one. But also, <laughs> that person didn't have anyone to spend Valentine's Day with, so they're going to be extra emotional on this date. You're in, Sean. Trust me. I wrote the book on this. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not, like, out looking for dates. I <laughs> know. Oh, you know what Sean's doing Friday night? Writing up his movie blog post. <laughs> the long shot. Sean's blogging for free about movies on Friday night. He's going to be blogging <laughs> about Ninja Turtles, too. Who's going to be the lucky lady? Oh, Okay. Yeah, I actually started this newsletter as a way to get girls. So, <laughs> let me know how that goes. <laughs> TBD, Ryan. Trust me, blogging. Nothing. Why is Debo laughing hysterically at that? That, 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 that being your oh, Debo. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Oh, oh, he's hoping us to move on. I, uh, I'll be in a new city, so probably. Uh, oh, you're gonna be with Ek for EK, Valentine's Day. Ek, maybe download with Ek. <laughs> Ek is our boss. Eric is gonna be at a podcast convention. While his wife and their three children, all the under under the age of ten, are at home on Valentine's Day, is, am I understanding that correctly? I, I don't know if he'll want me putting this extra bit of information out there, but it is also his ten year anniversary with his wife. <laughs> what? The day, the day after, I believe. Man. That is a bold strategy. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? At least- <laughs> 
Did he buy a one-way ticket to Los Angeles? <laughs> Becky's going to kill him. He's oh. going to move in with Sean out in California. So he got married on Valentine's Day. I think I, he told me. That. Might be the 15th, 14th or 15th. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, man. That's You're good. leaving Wednesday, and he's not coming back till like, Sunday. Hey, it's a podcast convention. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I don't make the schedule. <laughs> PodCon ends on Friday at, like, 5, just hanging out in L.A. with Debo. Um, yeah, don't take any pictures by the pool. Yeah, don't put him on Don't put him on social media. Like, Valentine's Day with my BFF. All right, anyway, let's talk about these windows. So, <laughs> Super, Bowl, Super Bowl windows – should have a uh, uh, Valentine's Day themed pod. Super Bowl windows. We're going to talk about the top five Super Bowl windows. We're each going to rank our top five. Again, I wanted to do a draft, but I was overruled, and I'm okay with that. And now, are, start- you, are you okay with it? You brought it up like three times now. I'm obviously not okay with it. <laughs> Passive-aggressive. Uh, Breach, we'll start with you. Who is – so, look, we probably – it's like best coaches in the NFL – Okay, the top of the list is probably going to look pretty similar. We'll talk about that in a second. I think the bottom of the list is going to be kind of interesting because there's a lot. It depends on how you feel about certain players. Um, and then I would say, too, like, you know, feel free to inc- include what your criteria was when you're looking at uh, these various teams. Right. My – so we're I'm starting at number five. Is that what's going on here? Number five team. Oh, this is tough. I am going with – The Bengals. The – not the Cincinnati Bengals, but I am going with a team an hour and a half away from them, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm, that's not bad. I like Indy because the division, as you guys know all year, I flip-flop, I waffle, I'm schizophrenic. I never know who's going to win it. All you need, if you can become the dominant team in that division, you can kind of take over. And I feel like the Colts are one quarterback away. they got to have a defense that keeps getting better every year. One of the best offenses in the NFL, if they have someone who could actually run it. So I just feel like they're a quarterback away, and if they get that quarterback in there, uh, you know, they had Andrew Luck. Maybe he decides to return. Probably not. But they do have a bunch of quarterbacks in free agency to go grab this year. Uh, and so I think that's what they do. Maybe uh, comes back. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Jim Sorky over Hey, Jim Ursay's tweeting out nonsense this week, using the word luck like seven times in one tweet. You, I'm not going to rule anything out, guys. I mean, he also said he was going to play in week one for like five straight years. And like, he didn't even retire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't hate the, I hate the Colts as, uh, would be honorable mention for me, I guess. Um, yeah. because as we're doing this on February uh, 10th for February 11th podcast, they don't have a quarterback. So to me, that's sort of a deal breaker. Like I don't, like I like Jacoby Brissett. I just don't know that you can give them a huge Super Bowl window without knowing what their quarterback situation is. And like even if they got Phillip Rivers in there, you know, I don't think, I think they'd be a top 10 team in terms of Super Bowl odds. Um, but you know, division is not terrible. The roster is good. I think the defensive talent is maybe a little bit overstated in terms of what they have, but offensively you think that they would be good. And I trust their coaching staff and their GM. So I don't mind them being in there, but the lack of a quarterback for me is a concern. And I will say that everybody's going to have the Chiefs on their list. They dominate the Chiefs when they played and the AFC is wide open. Um, I'll go next. I don't have the Chiefs on my list. I told you that already. Number <laughs> five for me is uh, another team in the AFC South. Oh, boy. And it ain't the Houston Texans. It's the Tennessee Titans. So they're going to sign Ryan Tannehill, going to sort out things with uh, the running back there. What's his name? Derek. <laughs> Henry Derek. <laughs> but uh, more importantly. They don't have a quarterback. Their running back isn't under contract. And uh, they just lost their defensive mastermind coordinator. Other than that, Chuck, everything went well. They have a quarterback. And I was going to say the most important piece is still there. 
along with his piece, Mike Vrabel. I think he's uh, <laughs> I think he is sort of the, the industry that drives that organization. And um, as John talked about earlier, if if Art Smith is there with his FedEx packages, calling plays, then Ryan Tannehill will be fine. And I think, look, you want Derrick Henry there, but even if you don't have him, you can still be you can be competitive in that division. And I feel like uh, four four years with Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, they have a chance to to sort of do some things in the AFC South. I would just like to know, I didn't say the Titans because I didn't want to hear you guys call me a homer for the next 20 minutes. So I appreciate Ryan rolling with the Titans. So I actually have another AFC South team. Oh, my God. I have the Houston Texans. Um, and, look, I'm not a big Bill O'Brien fan. Obviously, they're screwed in terms of uh, draft picks and all that. Uh, but the theme of my list will just be quarterbacks. As long as you have Deshaun Watson, I think you're always going to have a shot. I mean, they were up 24 nothing um, against the Chiefs, obviously, in the playoffs. And they managed to blow that lead. But I just think if you have a superstar like Deshaun Watson, Michael Jordan-esque, I think you always have a chance. So I would take them as my fifth team because I think every single year they're going to be in the playoffs or at least be in the conversation. Um, yeah, I actually have the Texans a little bit higher than that at five. So I don't disagree with that at all. The Titans one is I, – I don't mind the Titans idea. And they have a really good roster. But, again, like it, it, let's let's revisit this in, in, in April. Right. I mean, like, let's see what they do at the quarterback position and let's because if they go out and they give Derrick Henry 18 million dollars a year this offseason, I'm going to change my opinion about where the Titans are in terms of their in terms of their window. Right. Uh, and number five for me, I have the Buffalo Bills and maybe I'm too low on the Bills there at five. Um, they have Josh Allen, who I, is is a quarterback. I, I think he, he has the upside to be a franchise quarterback. I don't think we know definitively. And you never know definitively after two years whether somebody is good or not. We were everyone was sold on Blake Bortles after two years when he threw thirty five touchdown passes. Um, so I think Allen can continue to grow in that offense. They don't ask him to do everything, which is very important. They have a great coaching staff and a front office. Uh, they are aligned in terms of their vision for what they want to do as an organization. They have been smart about how they drafted and acquired talent. They have a bunch of young, like I mean, Tre'Davious White, uh, you know, Terrell Edmonds. They have a bunch of young, really nice pieces. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I think Devin Singletary, they added as well. They need to put some wide receivers in there, but they've done a good job building out the offensive line too. Tom Brady's future is a big factor here. Like if Tom Brady bolts New England and New England comes away with like Andy Dalton, then I mean, I think we're looking at a, no offense breach. I think we're looking at, you know, a, a, a really nice window for the Buffalo Bills. So I, I think Buffalo, I may be selling them short at five. Yeah. I mean, the problem with that, for instance, since you're knocking all our picks, is that that would mean they would have to eventually beat the Patriots. I believe they are something like 3-27 and 27 against them. Is that good? So, uh, I think that's not good um, over the past 15 years, and that just might mean Belichick's a better coach because I don't think that's all Brady. So you could take Brady out of the equation, put a different quarterback in there, and the Bills still aren't going to be able to beat the Patriots. Uh, so good luck, Buffalo. I'm, I'm with Breach, and I, I didn't put the Patriots on my top five. But if I had assurances that Bill Belichick was going to be coaching for the next five years, which I don't know if we know that, uh, they would be in my top five. So it's not as much about Brady for me as it is about Belichick. And that I, had the, I, had the, I had the Pats at six. I just think that the the I mean, like, look, the roster is not where you would like it to be if you're New England. I mean, it's not terrible. They won 12 games last year. They're still a really good team. I just think we need to let's let's see what happens with Tom Brady for again. Like, we're doing this in February. Because it just the Super Bowl just happened. Let's see what happens in, in a few years. Who's your number four, Breach? My number four is the New Orleans Saints. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that division is super loaded. Everybody's been having – the Panthers are in a complete rebuild right now. Uh, and if Taysom Hill 
pans out, and that's obviously a big if, but we've seen flashes of what he can do. He's been good. Sean Payton loves him. Compared him to Steve Young, which is funny because if that ends up working out like the 49ers worked out going from Steve Young or from Joe Montana to Steve Young, then the Saints are going to be awesome for a while. We don't know where the Buccaneers are because we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, and the Falcons are the Falcons, you know, they might win nine or ten games a year, but I, I think the Saints are the best built in that division to be good for a while. Uh, my number four, unless anyone wants to comment on Breach. Uh, the Drew Brees thing, again, sort of lingers. So I can't – I don't know how you – I couldn't put – the Saints have a good roster on both sides of the ball, but I just couldn't put them that high without knowing what the quarterback situation is. You I also – like Throwing caution to the wind on these quarterbacks. But I also like good coaches. That's I put more stock in that, and Listen, I think a good coach will find a good quarterback for their system. They did go 5-0 and with Bridgewater. So. Also, why was Mike Florio going all in on Taysom Hill? Like, that was very bizarre. He's like, he's the best player on the field in the Saints-Vikings. He was like, did you see the edge rusher, dude? Like, 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 Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin were much better than Taysom Hill. He had 125 yards. What, what are we doing with Taysom Hill? This is out of control. He played, well, I agree like, with you. How many passes has he actually thrown in his career? And we're getting comparisons to Steve Young, like he's the heir to Drew Brees. Yeah, I'd rather, well, I mean, I'd rather Bridgewater is the heir Sean to Drew Payton, Brees. Sean Payton saying that makes more sense because he sees him in practice. I take that. But, like, Florio, you know – Great, Taysom Hill did that in one game. He was on the field a bunch. Is that sustainable for a whole season? And when he's the starting quarterback, he's not going to be a gunner on the punt team. He's not going to be doing other catching his own passes. He's only going to be throwing them, so it only matters whether or not he can play quarterback. How many passes do you guys think in the regular season only he, Taysom Hill's thrown? Four. Yeah. 13. He's 6 of 13. I don't understand the – he's a good player for what they want to do with Breeze in there, but the idea that he's going to be the guy who takes over, I, I don't understand that. It's, it's very weird. All right, who's your number four, Ryan? Uh, following up what breaches the points he made, I'm going with the Patriots. Um, obviously, it depends on Tom Brady, but as we've talked about, um, every other team in that division is terrible against the Patriots. So maybe even if Tom Brady isn't there and they get whoever else is going to be the free agent to come in there, they, they're still the favorites. But I think if Tom Brady's there for two or three more years, that's two or three more years they're going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. I got no problem with the Patriots. I feel like this one will be a little bit controversial for me. I have the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, again. Like a lot of it because of the quarterback, and this is assuming that All Dak is not being traded and that they are going to hang on to Dak long term, which I assume they're they going to they're going to attack Dak. Right. So uh, I think the Mike McCarthy hire kind of flies under the radar because it's it's boring because um, he's kind of a boring coach, but he was a very successful coach before things fell apart with um, Aaron Rodgers, who. A lot of evidence seems to indicate he's not the easiest person to work with. And look, as we just saw with Andy Reid um, when he left Philadelphia, it's it's hard to be successful in the NFL at one place for a really long time, even if you're the world's greatest coach. Uh, so I think I like that hire. It goes beyond Dak. I think defensively they have a lot of good young pieces um, with the two inside linebackers and Demarcus Lawrence. So I will take the Cowboys at four, mainly because of Dak. Okay. Um, I have the Seahawks at four. Oh man, that's my number three. All that's right, go ahead. That's my are, number three. Are, are we allowed to repeat? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just all talk about the Seahawks. Russell, we're not two, drafting. Words. two words: Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to draft offensive linemen. They're going to get better on defense. This was like their worst team, and they still got as far as they did because of Russell Wilson. And I feel like I, I don't know where you guys have the 49ers, but they're not in my top five. I'm not sold on them, mostly because of the concerns with Jimmy G. I mean, the defense is great. We know all that, but sometimes defense from one year to the next doesn't follow. And as I just said, Russell did all this without a defense. I feel like they're going to be much better. Yep. Yeah. I did not have the Seahawks on my list because I think that division is too difficult to ha pick one team that could uh, eventually become a dynasty. Well, like, but I think like the Rams are the the Rams are the weirdest one, the weirdest team in football because like they should have uh, 
you know, a window here. It's like they, it's like they don't because they traded away all their assets. I think the Cardinals are a sneaky team to include in terms of a window because of Kyler Murray, but I wasn't quite ready to put them there. They would have been in my honorable mention as like a top 10 team, I think. Um, and then the 49ers are just tough to figure out because I don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they believe in him, but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the 49ers take a step back next year because just because like that sort of loss sort of lingers on you. Who is your number? Uh, oh, my number three. Oh, no. Who's your number three breach? Is that where we are? Did you say your Seahawks are your three? Oh, no. no my three is the Cowboys. Okay. All right. Sean stole my thunder. Uh, it's everything Sean said, but I'll add the same thing with this division. The only other team I think is competition for the next, say, three years is the Eagles. And I think the Cowboys have more talent. They actually have a coach that can utilize that talent. And, you know, the Giants and Redskins are just lost right now. So I think Dallas could take that division over and, and dominate for the next three to five years. Uh, yep. for my number three, oh, sorry, do you want to, I have the, see, I have the Texans who we mentioned before. They have Deshaun Watson. That's pretty simple. Like Deshaun Watson's on a rookie deal. He's going to sign a big contract, but they have him and he is incredible. And they have an elite wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins as well. Plus they added Larry Tunsil, who I assume they will keep around. So, uh, <laughs> O'Brien, we're GM, but they have some really nice pieces there. So I will go with, uh, the Texans at three. Who is, everybody's up to three now. So two to breach. Oh boy, I'm glad I get to go first here. I'm going Ravens. It's easy, it's obvious, but look. We're all Ravens then Chiefs? Is that the, okay. You could, Ryan, this is a audio podcast. I didn't want to talk over people. I was being polite. So I was just shaking my head in the affirmative. Yes, I have Baltimore number two and Kansas City number one. Did anyone consider going Baltimore over Kansas City? Because I did. No. I will say no only because the Ravens are in division with the Steelers and you can never really, that's a hard team to beat year in and year out. Who else is that division? Um, I don't want to mention any other names. The Bengals. Again, Joe Burrow, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like completely rule out. I mean, I don't think the Bengals window is that bad. John, well, no, that's what I'm saying. I think the Ravens are in a more difficult division. That's why I, I would not put them ahead of the Chiefs. Who's more likely to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, uh, Steelers or the Bengals? Oh, please. I mean, if Big Ben's healthy, it ain't going to be the Bengals. What if Big Ben's not healthy? Why Big Ben's coming back from Tommy John? He's thirty-eight years old, and he looks like he looks like he looks like me after like six months in Vegas. Yeah, and the Bengals getting Joe Burrow. They're getting their first-round pick from last year back from injury. They're going to have a healthy AJ oh, Green. Here we go. Here we go. This is, <laughs> this too is early a for this. Win team. <laughs> it's too early for this. The Bengals won eight last year, and the Steelers won eight games with Mason Rudolph and Doug Collins. That's where I'll leave the conversation. Um, I thought about going the Ravens over the Chiefs only because I think that the Ravens, like I, Mahomes over Lamar is what pushed me Chiefs over Ravens, obviously. But when you look at what the difference in the two teams, like the Ravens are rock solid across the board in terms of their roster and like buttoned up with young talent and don't have a whole lot of work to do in free agency outside of maybe some pass rushing help. The Chiefs have a lot of moving pieces to deal with in free agency. That was my only thing. Yeah, but even if it's Mahomes versus Lamar, I think everyone's taking Mahomes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By a wide margin, too. Yeah. Um, and Andy Reid over John Harbaugh, and I like John Harbaugh a lot. Yeah, that's – yeah. I would take Andy Reid over John Harbaugh, but John Harbaugh's a really good head coach. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Reid impacts, like, the game, obviously, a little bit more just because of his play calling. But, yeah, either – I think they're both in the top three coaches with Belichick, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I think so. What would be interesting is if you could get and like you obviously can't get these odds, but maybe we could find somebody to make them for us. Um, odds because like when when you do PGA when you look at PGA golfers going into the season, you can bet on whether someone will win a, one of the four majors, right? Um, so you can bet on like Brooks Kepka's like plus one twenty five to win one of the four majors, even like minus one twenty five. I would be curious if you could w- what the odds would be 
on the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl in the next five years? Like minus three hundred, like minus two fifty. I don't know. I, I mean, it'd probably be about that. I will say one thing is that with all our Super Bowl windows, is that we clearly feel that the Patriots are done in the AFC because we all have majority AFC teams here, and that the NFC is probably too wide open for just one team to kind of dominate and, and take over a Super Bowl window. Yeah, and I mean, ironically, like we talk about Reed and Harbaugh and uh, and Lamar and Mahomes, like, but those guys are the problem for the other team, you know? Like, like those those guys are the reason why one guy might not be able to rip off a bunch of Super Bowls. That's Let- why I actually had the Texans at five and I had the Cowboys at four. Part of it was because the Cowboys don't have to go through the AFC and the Texans do. Also disrespectful to Mike Vrabel and the Titans, who upended the Ravens. So the Chiefs and the Ravens didn't have to face each other. That's a great uh, point, Ryan. <laughs> I was trying to think of a. Um, Witty retort. No, I was trying to think of a joke, like a, uh, a cut your penis off joke that I could sign. <laughs> uh, it's not I, think, I think I think we used all those over the past two months. Yeah. Um, or we could make one for Valentine's Day with the way that things okay. are going with a. Jeez. Good one. Uh, okay, so that's it. Podcast. Thanks for listening. Great super fit show. Uh, coming up the rest of the week, we'll have a Brady. Quinn football show is, is that coming to that's like today is Tuesday that's coming on Wednesday and then for Thursday and Friday a two-part super friends mailbag talk to you guys soon make sure to check out CBS Sports HQ Ryan and John doing a lot of work on this <laughs> very impressive stuff yes. and don't forget about the uh, lockdown or whatever that movie podcast is called the long shot <laughs> I like the lockdown Sean Wagner McMovie I can't long change my URL I already, I already changed it once you already bought you it you have the longshot.com no way no, I've, it's the whatever platform I'm using. The longshot.substack.com slash Sean J. Wagner dash McGuff. Yep. Yes. Check it out. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. I will, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Talk to you guys. Podcast tomorrow. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts